Coming to you next to Courtney Nguyen, I am Van Rothenberg. We are here to bring you a little mini holdover episode of No Challenges Remaining. We have been on the road, traveling all around this big world, and now we're here in Istanbul. How are you doing so far, Courtney? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you doing? Good. I'm good. It's Istanbul. What's to complain about, What's really? What's to complain about? Other than the massive meals that are like, shh, I just, I don't understand how they, how anyone can eat as much food as we've been served. In I'm, I'm personally rising to the challenge, I feel like. I don't know. An entire course was sent back today, then. That's a lot. That's a lot. So we, we're busy. We'll give you a full episode soon, but in the meantime, since we haven't had a show in a while... We wanted to give you an episode now. We're going to give you an uh, interview we did with Dimitri Tursanov when we were in Cincinnati. Dimitri talks about all sorts of things, life on tour, challenges of playing different levels on the tour. Ladies. ladies. and how love life and tour life intersect, sometimes well, sometimes not so well. It's he, complicated. He talks about his buddy Grigor Dimitrov and uh, how his own love life is uh, being challenging their friendship and how he wants to steal him away from Marie and stuff like that. So it's, it's a fun interview and we're glad to get to share it with you now. And uh, yeah, we'll come back with a full show soon. Lots to catch up on, once, folks. Once we get over the jet lag and get all settled and figure out, is there Wi-Fi internet access here or is there not? It's, it's up for debate. It's very up for it's debate. very unclear. This might take a while to upload. Sorry. So we'll give it our best and thanks for listening, folks. See you later. Peace. Are you, are you feeling... Feeling pretty good on court these days, I would have to think. Well, you know, I'm, I probably feel a lot better when I win than if I lost. But um, yeah, a little bit more confidence. Uh, I think anyone who's winning a few matches feels a little bit more relaxed and gets in the groove of, of, of what's happening and uh, reacts a little bit better in the, the moments when in, in the tight moments. So yeah. We kind of used to seeing you within at least maybe the last couple of years, you know, kind of in the challenger circuit, working away. I mean, how nice is it kind of be back on the, the, the main tour and winning matches, making semis in D.C., all that sort of stuff? Well, you know, I've had some tough matches in D.C., so I could have I ended up in the semis, but, uh, you know, I was down a, a break and, you know, had a pretty tough match against Stepanek and, uh, and then also against uh, Matosic, so, you know, could have easily lost there. So even though, you know, it sounds like you made semis, the could have been a, it could have been a lot different. I could have lost in the second and third round. But yeah, I was able to pull those matches out. You know, and, and then against John, I felt like I was playing a lot better tennis. Uh, just you know, I didn't get a chance to play a lot of it, um, watching the balls fly by. But um, I mean, obviously, it's better than not playing or playing in the challengers. Uh, it, it also, you know, you have to understand uh, when you're when you drop down in rankings or when you're not winning matches that. Sometimes it's a good idea to to come down um, a level. Um, you know, it's marginally the players are not you know not not that much better on, in a, in the top hundred. And a lot of times, or on any given day, some of these players and the challengers, like Pospisil, you know, he's right. he's uh, you would consider him a challenger player at the moment, but you know, he's almost almost made finals of uh, Montreal. So that kind of shows you that the level of challengers is is uh, in terms of prize money and, and points is a lot lower than the level of players that 
that are playing there. I would say the biggest difference between ATP and Challenger play, players are, is, is that the ATP players are just, they're a lot more uh, consistent with their results. Yeah. Kind of think of like poker players, you know, you can always bluff someone, right. you know, bluff even a, a professional player, but on average they just know their odds a little better and then they play a more consistent game. So similar in, in, in tennis and so sometimes you need to play those challengers, you need to you need to go out there and win maybe a couple of easy matches. Uh, you know, if you have if you have an easy draw, right. you get a couple of wins. You get a little bit more confidence, and you can kind of elevate your level. And just like Vasek, you know, he ended up winning um, Vancouver, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, he won in Vancouver, and he came into this tournament already, you know, feeling pretty good about his game and feeling pretty confident. So he ends up, yeah, he ends up playing well. Well, you've you've been up and down through the various levels of the tour a lot. Just on your general, just like day in day out life, what are the biggest differences for you between main tour when you're top hundred and and being outside the top hundred? How does it affect just your daily? Well, I mean, I, I mean, obviously the prize money is a lot different. I don't know what what it is here in the first round, but I think it's similar to what you would make by winning a challenger. So, and then if you kind of if you think about the fact that you're playing five matches in a challenger. Uh, level and you're making the same thing you make here in the first round, but you you actually have to you know even playing a future you still have to go out there and you still have to play five matches so you still put in the hours on the court you just might not play a, you know, some players might miss a, game, a little bit more against you on the on, on those levels but in challenges sometimes you play you know boss we lost to James Ward and then Daniel Evans in in, uh, in Davis Cup and these these are the same guys that are playing these tournaments so yeah. um, you know right now you have Stachowski's playing a challenger this week uh, and he beat uh, Federer right. sure. you know, a few right. weeks ago Harrison I think was in Aptos right I mean yeah. so you know Dunskoy and there's a lot of players that are that are in top 100 that play these uh, these tournaments so you know, you have to beat these guys, and you have to play five matches against uh, really good guys. But in in the end, you're making what you would make here in the losing first round. So that's obviously the, one of the biggest differences. Um, I think in terms of uh, organization, there are, there are challengers that are well organized. You know, it, it also depends on the sponsor. If the sponsor has a lot of money, and they're willing to set up food and and transportation, you know, so but but they're not required to. Um, you know, a lot of times they don't have physios at the at the challengers, or if they do, then they're not very good ones. Mm -hmm. So if you do play some tough matches, you need to recover from from them. And our kind of game is progressing to that level where you just can't survive without a good physio or you know or a good coach. And and so you need pretty much any any help you can get, and just to to edge the other the other person out. And those are things that you get with more prize money too. You can't right. Have I mean, the, yeah, you, yeah. You obviously unless you know unless you're James Ward and you you know you're supported by the LTA, the LTA and you know and they pay you and you, sh right. and you know they cover your coach so majority of players do not have that so they kind of have to take that out of the prize money and kind of the sad part for the players uh, is is that you're you're paying a coach but that doesn't guarantee that you're going to do better so right. you're actually you know you're, you, you do give up the money but uh, so the coach is getting paid but you're getting paid only if you're winning so you, it's kind of a it's kind of an investment, but uh, it is a gamble in a sense. You know, you have to work with the coach a little bit, and sometimes you have to connect, uh, you know, on a personal level as well as the professional level, and, and it doesn't always work out that way. So you just kind of trial and error. Being someone who's not like a federation player, really, how much of your time does it take to do all the sort of hiring and firing, I guess, of coaches and make finding people and well, stuff like that? I mean, the, the last few years I've been doing it myself, so. Um, 
so I mean it takes a bit of time. Right, like right now I have to I have to transfer, I have to pay the coach, I have to pay for their travels, and just I can't get to to doing it because uh, you know we wake up in the morning. Like I woke up at nine, and then we left the hotel. Uh, we went for a warm up, so I'm still here. You know, after I'm finishing with you guys, uh, I'm gonna go. It's I'm telling a whole life story, and 30 years old, it's pretty long. <laughs> yeah, so I have to go do some massages and get dinner, and so I'm, maybe I'll finish at 10 today. So it's gonna be really tough to, to just even get online like, and transfer yeah, and get, transfer the prize money. Yeah, like, you know, right. be, kind of your own payroll department essentially. Right, yeah, right. So it's. You know, there are days that obviously you, if you're not winning, you have some free time. But uh, but yeah, you're kind of in my case scenario. I'm kind of my own uh, counting and uh, traveling, and you have to book your tickets if you lose. And, and and you know, and if I'm, I'm lucky that I didn't finish last year in top 50 because if I did, then on top of all of that, I would have to sit and figure out. Okay, I have to. Okay, when I'm leaving, I have to change my water. Let them know where I'm oh, going right. to be tomorrow, what time, because if I don't, then uh, and they decide to show up in, in the hotel where I left from. So you have fewer obligations from that because you weren't top yeah. 50 last year. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like you just uh, finish the match. You know, you, three supermodels come in, you know, and they carry you into a limo, <laughs> and you just drive off, and you know, you're pouring champagne over yourself. So you mentioned that you, I, you had some photo shoot of you with models in a limo at some point, though, right? That, <laughs> yeah. that rang a bell for me. It wasn't a limo; it was a Rolls Royce. Stand. There, you, okay, <laughs> okay. Fact checker. Fact checker. You, you have had. I mean, I you have. I'm trying to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a feeling where this oh. is going. No, well, not really. I mean, where do you want it to go? <laughs> I, at that point, I wanted it to go a little further, but it didn't, and you know, so I just it was just ended up being a photo shoot. So, was this a photo shoot in Russia? Yeah, it was a it sounds Russian. Play, yeah, it was a for, like play, Russian. for Playboy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah it's fun. I mean, she was a play playmate of the year. I think she ended up going to uh, Playboy Mansion. She was, at least she said that uh, what's it, Hugh Hefner? You know, she was his favorite, and I don't know what, what that means. <laughs> So maybe did she got return your texts anymore? Maybe, maybe like she got her, her own room. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I, we actually never stayed in touch. I never had her mm -hmm. phone number. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing ever you happened. Have, you so. have the photos, though. So. Yeah, and it kind of, yeah, I, I still got some flack after, you know, I started dating a girl after that, and, and she just gave me, she was saying, like, you're the type of guy that, that just always wants to take these pictures. I'm like, guy is before you. I mean, it's not like I did anything, you know. <laughs> I just held her booty, that's all. <laughs> I did as I was told. That, yeah. you know, that's that's just for art. It's for yeah. art. It's art. It was artistic. Right? Yeah. It's like, just like Playboy, it was for an article. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, they, it was about an article in Bosnia, so it was, it was really, you know. Pretty much. So, I mean, you had, especially early in your career, you did a lot of media stuff. You were very involved with the, with the blogging on the ATP site and all these other average stuff and it's sort of more I really kind of became a fan favorite through it like I feel like fans kind of like latched on to you you were hilarious your Twitter for a while was was on fire like have you kind of felt like are you kind of over that or you that back at all or no. why do you, how is that sort of no I mean the blogging just uh, I just kind of uh, I didn't I didn't have time for it and kind of you know I felt like it became more of a more of a job and it's not like you know I, I understood that that I was getting paid uh, by playing tennis, not uh, by blogging, and, and it, yes, it probably would have increased my marketability and yada yada. But you know, someone would still have to do all of that, and I just I couldn't do it all by myself. And you know, I didn't did you feel like it? Often. Did you feel like it was distracting from your tennis at some point? It would it would be it would have become more distracting. It, it wasn't at the point when I stopped. I just I felt like I, I didn't have enough time, and uh, and I felt like you know I had to do it every you know every month. You know, if you're playing well, you just don't have that that kind of time, you know. So. 
Um, you know, with Twitter, it was a little different story, and I just kind of was going through some uh, through some personal life, and then so I didn't, you know, I didn't have time to check in. You know, plus I didn't want to read a bunch of crap from, you know, because you feel because the moment you connect with your fans, some people decide that okay, you know, they have the the right to kind of to yeah to comment on anything and everything, and you know, then you just kind of question okay why do I have to do this uh, why do I have to get flack from people that, that have no idea what they're talking about yet, uh, yet they feel that this is their opportunity you know that uh, it's like if I want to write to Barack Obama right now on Twitter like yeah you suck you know you suck as a president yeah. you know it's uh, you still have to have certain respect for people even if you don't you know if you don't respect them then at least kind of don't you don't have to let let them know. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's kind you of, don't have to let yeah, every opinion or, out. Or, or you can or you can come and do it as a you know face to face. You don't right. have to you don't have to kind of hide behind the. Well, that's the, always the thing on Twitter. Is like anytime I see the negative comments, whether it's between fans or players or even like I mean he gets we hate get, tweets, we get funny I get hate stuff, tweets, yeah. and a lot of it is like I don't have a problem with that if you say it to my face. The fact that we're doing this via this weird medium and you know. Yeah, but I think in just in general, the people are kind of changing towards that. You know, they would rather almost talk over Facebook, Facebook or WhatsApp. Even if you're just asking the girl out, she, you know, she would give your phone, she would give her phone number, but then you, then you end up not actually calling and talking, or just yeah, you're texting over WhatsApp or SMSing, and then so it's kind of yeah, I think just kind of in general, uh, humanity is kind of going towards that way. You know. They almost feel safer that way. So, um, you know, it, it kind of makes sense, but you know, I just didn't feel like taking taking flack for no reason. And, and you know, at the same time, it, it was a little bit. You know, I, I was trying to respond to people. I was trying to be kind of engaging, so not just write something and not respond. And that it works with a lot of people who are appreciative of you, but those who are, do not like you, that kind of opens up a, a floodgate for them. And so now I'm just I'm not responding at all. You know. It kind of sucks, but it's kind of you know self-preservation. It's like why why go to why go on your phone and just get aggravation? Like you know, it's it's not very fun. So my coach says like yeah, don't go, don't even go on that at all. But you know, sometimes it's uh, of course, you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah, there's a (laughs) time and place for it. Yeah. So so yeah, so I just now I just block people if I'm not. Yeah. You you mentioned the sort of the phone communication stuff, and obviously poor sort of life has changed even over the last like since the beginning of your career. There's smartphones and everywhere. Do you feel like it's like a less lonely place to be than it used to be in the tour or is that made it more isolated or something or in the locker room yeah. staring at their phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know to be honest it is kind of uh, I remember when I was playing in, in Challengers uh, when I was just coming up uh, we used to have MSN Messenger and so and then we yeah. would have these computers but you know here we have a lot of them back then we would have like one or two and, and so you would you know you would have a player sitting in MSN Messenger like with ten windows popped up you know talking yeah. to girls <laughs> Right. And and then you know the other player would come in and say, hey, how long are you gonna be? He's like, oh, okay, five minutes, five minutes. And you know, he's just like flicking between the screens and you know, he's trying to book a ticket and. Yeah. So I, I don't think much changed. I think it was just everything became a lot easier to handle. You know, everything is on your phone and it's. Um, you know, but but I think it's not just the tour. It's just life in general. You know, you're now you're able to book your flights on on the phone without calling your agent or anybody else and so yeah, I think it's convenient in a lot of ways but but at the same time you know I've seen seen some kind of uh, jokes about the fact that you know you wake up in the morning you, you do Twitter Facebook this 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 you know Instagram and then 
and then you go brush your teeth. You, know, yeah. so you like roll the, over from bed, like yeah, grab your Lincoln yeah. stand, and 45 yeah. minutes later, then you start your day. Yeah, because you feel like, oh, if, you know, if I don't comment or if I don't like something, then I'm gonna miss mm-hmm. the, the world is gonna go Pass by me, yeah, and then uh, and then at the same time, I'm really just with this whole concept of pressing liking. You know, there's a half few couple of friends that are just like liking stuff for no reason. They just like everything, and then like yeah. you post a quite, you know, you got posted um, some sort of a, a warning that came on my phone, and I said, you know, well, what is this? And people are just liking it. I'm like, why are you liking oh, it? The, the Amber Alert, right? Yeah, the, the Amber Alert. I was that. like, what is this? And uh, yeah. and so people just like it and don't answer. So I'm, I'm like, this is just really confusing. That's strange. Yeah. No, I mean, you. Um, I know you've had a, you have a few friends on tour. I know you yeah. was with like Golbus. I think is one of your friends here. And I think uh, uh, Dimitrov is that right? Is he yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. You know, when he was coming up, we hung out a lot together, and um, you know, his co when he was being coached by McNamara and you know I was on good terms with Peter and so we just all kind of hung out so kind of a but now now he's now he's got a private life so. <laughs> not so private yeah. Yeah. the private not so private life yeah I feel so jealous now. <laughs> you'll have to reconnect and get stories yeah. I'm sure yeah I almost like feel like I should just break them up so I can have them all to myself <laughs> The bro love for you. You and I'm sure a lot. Of no, no, no. But like you a lot of people comment on that, so yes. I just I feed that. You know, it's not like we're, we don't hold yeah. hands or anything. It's you have to make your own candy line first. I think that's first. Right. Part. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah obviously, he's, he's a sucker for candy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what he went for. He's like, oh, I just got a candy line. Switching. Going so then, that. what's up? What's up with you? Are you are you off the market? Are you still you on the market? I I don't know actually. Honestly, I don't know. I'm probably gonna get flack for that, but you know that's that's the way it is. Uh, it's complicated. Is your Facebook relationship? Uh, yeah. If, if in terms of the Facebook statuses, yeah, like uh, that's what I would put it. Um, you know, and then when I'm supposedly off the when supposedly I'm on the market, I'm still off the market, and so I don't know. It's just a uh, it's kind of a but uh, I mean it, it's it's been been a huge kind of a the negative part of the relationship was a huge distraction and and sometimes it still is some, sometimes it kind of still comes back you know there are days when you're busy like today you know you don't think about it too much but you know when you have nothing to do some, you know you get some thoughts creep into your head but you know I kind of uh, the last begin maybe beginning of this year I kind of wanted to you know I wanted to I made a decision, I guess, but uh, I want to focus on on the, on the leftover of my career. I want to, you know, I don't want to sit around uh, 80 or 90 or play challengers. Right. Yeah. And because because if I'm going to be doing that and not make any money, then what's the point for me at 30 years old to to just kill my health and travel the world and never be at home and and sleep in uh, in different bed every. Uh, Every week, yeah. and not in the good way, you know. Sometimes you get misinterpreted. Yeah. Have Have you Have you seen in your own career, and guess in other players you've been around, where relationships suffer and, and can really negatively affect the player's career? Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen a lot of them. I'm not going to name names, but sure. uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people. Uh, I, I, let's put it that way. I think I think your personal life is is really like the foundation for for your career. You're not going to have a good career when you're having problems in, in your in your you know relationship or family or when um, yeah you need, you need some sort of a, 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 a team like you know you, if you want to call it a team or a group of people that that, uh, that support you no matter what uh, that make you feel like 
losing is not the worst thing in the world, you know, where you can come back and you're, you know, you, you're loved or you're cared for regardless of, of, of what you do, if you're being an idiot on the court or if you're winning or if you're losing. And, um, you know, a lot of times when you start having cracks going through that foundation, then, you know, the whole house starts to shake a little bit, so. Well, I would think that it's because, I mean, a lot of it is when you're on court, you're in your kind of most stressed primal, yeah, I mean, I mean, like vulnerable state, so if like you're not right in the head or whatever, yeah, I mean, personally, in, in, like in general, I mean, and that, that, that's that been, been a case in, in my um, in my private life many times where, you know, you just come off the court or, you know, you're you're stressed with something and, you know, and then you have the coming yeah. up and uh, and just, you know, and, 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 yeah, and then you, the way you react to it is a lot different than if you just, you know, if you if you're on vacation where you just kind of play it off or just brush it off and not not be worried about it. So, so yeah, I mean, um, you know, but, but there, and then there's certain sacrifices you have to take. You know, you can't just. Uh, I, I've seen uh, I've seen players lose and fly somewhere for two three days and then fly back into the tournament, and it's something that's extremely unprofessional in terms of. Just the way you treat your body, because you know every flight you take is, uh, you know, and, and every time you hop from one bed to another, you know, just things change all the time. I mean, for me, the best thing that I can that I can think of is just sleep or just rest and, and not do anything. And and for someone who's, for example, traveling with you but is not playing, for them, like they want to go see, I don't know, right. they want to ride the rides, they want to go on a the boat, they want to do this. They you're exhausted when you so. come off the court, but then like a kind of a second phase kind of begins yeah. where you're like, okay, now I got to be boyfriend and I got to. Yeah do all these things and really I just want to chill out. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I, I guess it takes a, a very strong person to, to, to travel with someone or someone who's, who's understanding of that, you know, I think that's why a lot of tennis players start dating, you know, par partially because they see each other, but, but also they can kind of understand really? what's, what's, uh, what's uh, at stake a lot of times mm -hmm. yeah. and what's, you know, what's more important at the moment, you know, and, and, and a lot of people are just not accepting of the fact that you can say, okay, my tennis is a priority. You know, they feel like that's an insult no, to them. No, but I'm a priority. Like, that's what right. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah it's, it's, it's difficult, but, you know, I kind of felt like, you know, I just, I was tired of, of, uh, of half-assing it here and half-assing it there, and then I felt like I just need to start doing, uh, focus on my tennis, and, you know, if, if, if that's what it takes, then, you know, that's, that's the sacrifice that I, that I was willing to make, because I don't want to end up being 34, 35, and thinking that, oh God, you know, if I just pushed myself a little harder, if I focused a little bit more, I could have been doing something, you know, I could have been doing a lot better. Plus, you know, if you're 50 and if you're 20, it's just a, I mean, it's two, three times uh, different uh, prize money. Plus, you know, if, if you're if you're high ranked, you know, some tournaments will pay you a guarantee for coming, or, you know, you become a lot... It's a huge difference, yeah. Yeah. just a few spots. Yeah, I mean, it just... It's, it's a night and day, and, and so, you know, it's very hard to explain to to someone who's yeah. not in that field. Right. So, last thing, we always let our guests pick a outro song for your segment. A what? And like, an out, like a song outro to play song? you out. Play out. What, is, what is the Dimitri Tursunov anthem? What is your theme song right now? Your anthem. You are oh, the God. DJ. I have a, do you have a, do you have a Shazam? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 